Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we will help you keep it running thanks to the help we get from ASC certified technician Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Nick, good to see you. Good morning. Dan is uh, taking the day off today. Dan is uh, enjoying a weekend with his wife and friends. Well, good, as he should. He should, yeah. He's, fact. As now, we said off the air, he's worked a lot of hours for a lot of years. Long and time. He deserves his time when he gets it. It wasn't Dan uh, with his uh, father initially. That, isn't that how he kind of started in the business? Well, his father, I don't know the complete story, but his yeah. father was in the business with the uh, Amoco Standard Oil Station. Him and his brother both worked for their father, and I think as they all kind of grew up, they kind of spurred it out into their own Yeah. Uh, Versions of the uh, the car business, and Dan. And for those that are new to the show, thanks for joining us. But Dan Burns uh, uh, is normally here, but Nick fills in all the time uh, for Dan, um, and he's he's the boss. Basically. Well, we were just talking about yeah, that. That's he's, no, he's he, but he doesn't. He's uh, a, a true leader. He's the first guy there yeah. in the morning, the last guy to go home at night. Uh, if he's in the state of Minnesota, pretty good odds is that he's at Lloyd's Automotive. Yeah, uh, you know he. Sets a standard. He keeps us moving. Lets us know when we're wrong. <laughs> pays us every two weeks. We got a pretty good deal going. All right. Well, he's helped us out, as you know, uh, Nick. Uh, Dan has helped us out here on CCO. We figure about 25 years or so, or maybe more. Wow. So the point is, if you have a vehicle problem and you need to take it in, your favorite dealer, your favorite shop, you want to know kind of up front what might be wrong with it, uh, well, you can ask this guy that question, either by phone or by text. And here are the numbers. Same number, by the way, for both the phone and text. 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. Well, there's still plenty of time, and I know we'll probably even see you maybe uh, at the State Fair. I'm not sure, but it's, that might be. You'll have to figure that schedule soon here because yeah. usually it's a... Uh... I bring the whole group out there with me. We have usually the, you do the first Saturday, and then Dan talks uh, does the next Saturday. Does he come out, or does he do over the phone? I can't remember. We'll, he does we'll figure both. it out. Tell you, we'll yeah. figure that out. Don't yeah. worry. Somebody yeah. will be there. Somebody for sure. will be there because you don't want me answering car care questions. Nah, you're better we, than you say. <laughs> you need the talent. Uh, what are folks doing uh, coming up to Lloyd's for? And I suppose it's still summertime. Still summer uh, traveling. We still have, you know, actually, as you asked us yeah. just a moment ago. A lot of what's going on, like in my world, kids' sports activities are just wrapping up for the summer. So all these families have their last chance to enjoy a week off on a road trip, a camping trip, a cabin trip, or whatever it may be. And after that long summer sports season, with if you have multiple kids, you definitely know what I'm talking about here. You're, yeah. You go to work and you run from one field to another and so forth and so on. But have your car looked at. The last thing you want is that one week of enjoyment with your family to be broken down on the side of the road in a small town without a hotel, or who knows. So it's a really good idea just to call your shop up, and everyone around town is very busy, so it might take a couple of days to get in, but be proactive. Have that looked at not the day before you go, yeah. but the week before you go, and just to make sure you're not going to come across any uh, unfortunate uh, situation. Yeah, because if you're miles away... It could be a good adventure, too. You maybe well, have to set up the tent on the side of the highway. I, I don't know, but... <laughs> 
I would rather avoid that. If you're on the way yeah. to somewhere, you want to get to, to that destination. I wonder how many people, and I, I guess I'm guilty of this too, of, of not checking the oil as often as I should in my vehicle. No one does. You think? Think about this. Now, I started working for Dan when I was 15, as you know, yeah. and we used to work the drive, which is when you'd go to the gas station and a young person would come out and they'd check your fluids, check yeah. your tires, uh, or people would do it themselves. When's the last time anyone was getting gas and saw somebody with their hood open yeah, checking their that's oil? true. That is true. And I can, based on my career choice here, I can tell you for certainty, most cars come in for an oil change and they're low on oil. Maybe not a significant amount, but some amount. And these cars are a huge investment. We ask so much more out of them than we used to in the past. You know, if you can go back uh, a couple of decades, 100,000 miles and a car was worn out. Well, you buy a True. car now with 100,000 miles and don't think twice of it. So it's really important that little maintenance, those oil changes, oil changes, oil changes on a regular basis really help that car at the end of its life. It, it, I can't stress that enough. Um, you know, we believe on a conventional oil, 3,000 miles, on a synthetic oil, 5,000 miles. I know a lot of owner's manuals will say different. Um, I'm basing it off of my experience and seeing cars with 150,000 miles that have mechanical issues because of, or even let fewer miles, to be honest, mechanical issues because of lack of lubrication. Yeah. And an oil change is cheap. It really is. Cheap maintenance. Yeah. All right. 651-989-9226. Let's pick up on phone calls and text messages. Now, keep in mind, Nick's going to be with us till about 745, so don't wait if you have a car care kind of question. Call it in or text it in before we uh, run out of time. Let's uh, go to the phones. Todd is calling from Blaine. Todd, you're on with Nick. Hey, Nick. Good morning. Morning. I've got an 07 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo, and I get about eight miles to the gallon. I've tried spark plugs, wires, oil changes, everything, and I was just wondering if you can tell me what else I can do to try and improve my gas mileage. If you're getting eight miles to the gallon, I would assume that the check engine light would be on. I would assume that the field trims, which with a, a uh, professional diagnostic tool, you can check that and read that and see that that field mixture is so far off because if you're getting that much fuel, there's some sort of input to the computer that's misreading. It's telling it, hey, I need more gas, I need more gas, Actually, and that's not true. Um, and eight eight miles is pretty 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 low. I you know I'd also consider maybe some driving habits. You know I know in the winter time people always say, oh my gas mileage is so bad in the winter. Why is that? Well because we let our car run a little bit longer. Uh, the fuel does change, so that has something to do with it. But look at your routine. If you have your car idling a lot, that uses fuel. You know we don't always think of that. We always think about when we're yeah. driving. But if you're oh my you know I was waiting for I, all, all summer I've been waiting for my kid to get done with their ball game, and I'm sitting with the car idling, listening to the twins on WCCO. Yeah. Well, while that's happening, you're using gas, and that right. will affect your gas mileage. So first thing, take it to your regular mechanic, have him kind of do a scanning of the vehicle, see if there's any fault codes or any kind of misleading or uh, confused information that can kind of be a good starting point. That's a good idea, because that eight miles to the gallon is not great. My truck's is about as bad as they get, and it gets about 10. Oh, really? you well, got a big truck. Based though. on what it is. you know. And so if you're getting less than 10 miles on anything, you need to have that looked There's at. There's an issue there. All right. Uh, I, I said, and thanks, Todd, uh, The number, there's a line open if you want to call in your question for Nick, 651-989-9226. Here's a text, and then we'll take a quick break. How necessary is it to put your mirrors in when you go through the car wash? This particular vehicle is a, a, a GMC Sierra pickup. Thank you, it says. Well, we have similar pickups, and I don't, <laughs> but the signs do say we're not responsible yeah, for yeah. the mirrors in. So if something were to happen, it's on you. 
Um, I have a big truck and big mirrors that hang way out the side of it, and I don't. So you should if you're worried about them breaking. Will something happen? It hasn't to me at this point. All right. 651-989-9226. That's the number for phone calls and text messages for Nick from Lloyd's Automotive. And good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive, located exactly where, Nick? Well, we're in the St. Paul. We're at 982 Grand Avenue, beautiful Grand Avenue, a lot going on. There's On my way home last night from work, I noticed all the uh, the restaurants have the tables outside and uh-huh. people are enjoying a little happy hour and uh, I was thinking, boy, I wish that was me, but instead... <laughs> You're inside working. <laughs> we're in working and running home to the kids. Uh, but no, it, uh, and if you ever need to give us a call, we're at 651-228-1316. And if you're on on your computer, your tablet, your phone, we're at lloydsautomotive.net. Very good. All right. We have uh, callers. We have texters, Nick. So let's uh, put you back to work here. Uh, Craig, I think, is calling from Somerset uh, with a question. Go ahead, Craig. Good morning. Oh, hi, Nick. Hi, guys. Um, so I have a 2006 Lucerne, and if I let the car sit for eight, nine days without driving it, the battery runs dead. And so I'm not sure if I'm what's drawing power all the time that would draw the battery down or if I just need a new battery. Well, it could be could be one of the either or both. It could be the fact that the battery is aged. Um, you might have a, uh, a, a version of a drain on the battery, um, you know, so I, I wouldn't tell you just to throw a battery and see what happens because if there is some sort of uh, parasitic drain there, it's going to affect your new battery also. So my, my recommendation would be have somebody put a meter on it. There is a, a process to check for any kind of uh, wearing on the battery or the electrical system. Uh, they can hook the meter up, let it sit for an hour, see if it what, what we call times out, meaning that all, everything shuts down. My suspicion is that there's something that's staying awake. You know, it's not... Like years past, where you'd see a light bulb on or a door jar or something like that. There's a lot of computers within that vehicle that might not be shutting off for a reason or another. If that computer's staying on, it's going to wear that battery down. So after a week, you know, it's a pretty decent drain, probably a couple hundred milliamps, I would think, or more, that'll wear that battery down. So you should take it into your shop, ask for an electrical systems test, tell them that, explain your concern. They should be able to perform that test with that meter. If it passes that test, They'll test your battery, and my suspicion is that you'll find that the battery just ran its course and needs replacement. Okay. There you go, Craig. Thank you. Uh, let's uh, go. We're going to pick up uh, on a text in a moment. Merle, Forest Lake is our next destination. Go ahead, Merle. Good morning. Uh, I have a 1996 GMC Sonoma, and when, a, when I first started up in the morning, it pops right off. But if I run an errand and I'm out of it for 15, 20 minutes, I have to get a lot of gas to get it to run again. What are the possible causes? For those that don't know, a Sonoma is a small pickup. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, the S10. Uh, so my guess would be that you have an issue with the fuel pressure regulator maybe. The reason why it pops off in the morning is because that regulator has a little bit of a leak, which is ran off a vacuum and connected to the fuel system. When you shut the vehicle off, that vacuum... Uh, depletes, if there's a rupture in that diaphragm, that fuel pressure, which is still under pressure, that fuel is, as it bleeds down, that fuel is going into the engine. If it sits overnight, it evaporates and it's fine. If you let it sit for 20 minutes, it's kind of flooded the motor a little bit. You go to fire it up and there's too much fuel to get it running. So take it to your mechanic, describe that. You know, and if he's not sure, mention maybe is there a possibility of a problem with the fuel regulator. Make the simple test for them to perform. 
and then hopefully they'll get you back up on the road and running well. All right, very good. That uh, hope that helps, Merle. Thanks for calling. Um, Merle leaves that line open at 651-989-9226. That's the same number to send in your text message. Sandy is with us from Northfield. Hi, Sandy. Hi. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I just have a quick question. Yeah. Um, in the morning or when I when I leave, my car has this funny sound. Uh, when when I have my window down, I can hear, hear kind of a soft slapping sound. Um, on the left-hand side, the driver's side, and it sounds, its uh, I've been told it's called a wheel slap and um, that nobody seems to be too concerned about it, but I just wonder, I've heard other cars with it too, and I don't know if I have, if I had some, I've had the the, um, the wheels uh, changed around and it's still, I can still hear it, and then it goes away and it'll it'll just be intermittent, but is that does that make any sense? Do you know what that might be? Well, a lot of times it's first thing in the morning we have a little noise, you know, slower speeds, windows down, goes away after a little bit of driving. Typically my experience has been that there's a little bit of surface, um, I don't want to use the word rust because it's just a little corrosion maybe we'll call it, on those brake rotor areas. So as you're driving down the road. It's a, it's a, a, uh, sorry, it's a 2016 Honda CRV. So just so you know, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. You're, You're fine. So like I was saying, and, and as you drive the vehicle and you stop a couple of times, the brake pads will clean that surface area off and get rid of that noise. So as you're going down, there might be an imperfection in that rotor. As it rotates, as the tire rotates, you get a little noise. You call it a slapping noise. There's a lot of different uh, descriptions that people can use. But I suspect that that's what you're hearing. Then as you drive for a few moments, a couple stops, a couple miles, it tends to go away. So based on what you're telling, what I think – and I agree with the other folks. I don't think it's anything to worry about. Um, it's just sometimes a result of a high humidity, uh, where you park the car, and if you put it in the garage or outside, maybe try something a little bit different to see if you can change that. You know, I mentioned my truck once today. Most mornings, that first block of driving my truck, the brakes kind of squeak and squawk a little bit until they clean up, but nothing to be worried about. I, I think it'll be just fine. Hey, Sandy. Thank you. Are you the Sandy that's traveled yeah. with us? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm trying to think what trip was that? The California, what was that? California trip. Yes. yes. <laughs> By the way, next uh, uh, September, we're going back there. Oh, cool. Yes. Okay, yeah, I didn't want to bother you, but yes, yeah, it was. That was a fun trip. <laughs> it was fun, and I hope to see you on another one. Thanks, Sandy. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Yeah, yeah it was a California trip a few years back. Uh, 651-989-9226. I know we had to head to a quick break here. Nick's going to be with us for about another 15, 17 minutes or so. So call in your car care question or send a text. And when we come back, we'll pick up on our text messages. So we don't forget, uh, those texters either, Nick. So hang on. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive in uh, St. Paul. Nick, we have callers, we have texters, and we did promise we'd pick up in some text messages. Uh, let's get to a couple here. Uh, here's one that says, my wife and I just completed a 3,663-mile road trip. Should my next oil change be sooner than the six months recommended because of the additional miles? You know, uh, highway miles aren't as hard as city miles on, on oil. Um, it's a long trip, you know. The The other thing um, is that the car experiences some things it doesn't normally experience just simply because like the duration of driving. Now, when you drive a car a half hour every day and then you go drive it for six hours or seven hours in a day, um, it, it experiences a few different things. So, you know, I, I think I would probably um, cheat it up a little bit. You know, I, I, I just worry, you know, what's the oil level like? You know, have you checked the oil? I mean, like, which we touched yeah, on yeah. earlier, and um, 
So I, I would say yes. I think you should probably be, you know, maybe split the difference, go in a little bit earlier. Do have it checked. I mean, if it's low at all, you know, when you're running it that long, if you burn any oil, you want to make sure that you're not running any risk of creating any damage. So check the oil, maybe split the difference on the timing, um, and I hope you had a good trip. Now, uh, I want to ask you about uh, some vehicles. I know I owned one for a while that didn't have a dipstick, and that kind of bothered me. Yeah. Uh, how accurate are those things you read on the screen? You think they're fairly accurate for sure. I, I don't like it either. No. I like a dipstick where I can see with my own eyes, and you know, that leads to a whole bunch of other issues. But we're not going to go there. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, but you know, it's uh, you know the the cars um, cars have been designed very well to help us. Part of the issue though is that now we become so reliant on these sensors and stuff that we don't even check our tires. We just assume that they're okay, and in most cases that's fine. But you know, the next time you stop for gas, pop the hood, just look around a little bit. You know, I mean, just familiarize yourself. Get the owner's manual. Figure out there are still things you can check and look at. Walk around your car. Look at your tires. Maybe there's a gash in your tire you're not aware of. It might be full of air, but there's a or a, a bulge or something. Oh, yeah. you know, there's there's things that happen more than just the pressure or just you know you open the hood and you might find that something's made a nest in there. Get that resolved before they damage some wiring. You know, there's a lot of little things we can do with our car that doesn't require so much know-how. I mean. Figure out how to open the hood. Let's, everyone do that no, today. That's true. You know, that's I mean, a good point. Um, you know, f- f- just figure out some of these things. So in the event you have an issue, you're a little bit prepared. And you and Dan always say, well, may not always, but have in the past, use your actual key in your uh, door locks. Yeah, if your car is still equipped, which most still are, and most of those fobs have a key built into them, yeah. figure that out because if you don't ever use that door lock cylinder, the day that that fob, that little remote breaks and you can't get into your car, you're going to wish you had. Yeah. So... So exor- Every, everyone today, find out how to open your hood and figure out how to put the key and unlock your door. That's your, good. your homework. That's your project. All right, let's go back to the phones. Brian has been waiting uh, on the line there to ask a question. Brian, what's your question? Yeah, hi. Um, I have a 2012 Chevy Impala that uh, uh, runs fine, except when uh, driving probably around 55 to 60 and going up a slight incline, it'll kind of hesitate. And uh, if I step on it, it'll run fine again, but it just has a hesitation. I've replaced the plugs. Um, so my, my guess, a, I'm sorry about that. So what you're describing, I think, is a torque converter shuddering a little bit. You know, as you're going up an incline, the car is trying to determine whether or not it wants that torque converter engaged. Um, I would have... I wouldn't get too aggressive on what I was going to do until someone looked at it. You know, changing the fluid, could that help? Yes. Could there be a solenoid sticking? Yes. Could there be something larger looming with the transmission? Maybe. Have somebody uh, hook up a scan tool, take it for a drive, see how all those solenoids and how that whole transmission is operating. If there is a misfire that you kind of described, there would be some fault information stored or there would be a misfire counter that's reading that. Typically, if there's an issue with the torque converter engaging and disengaging, there should be some information on that also. So this is one of those deals where it doesn't seem too severe, but it's probably a good idea to have somebody take a peek before it does become a bigger problem for you. Okay. So that would be my advice. Have, uh, have, your, have your people take a look at it and just make sure you're not headed down the wrong, wrong path. There you go, Brian. Thank you. Uh, more texts in a moment. Tom is calling in from uh, Egan, however, with a question. Tom, go ahead. You're on CCO. Hi. Good morning. Um, I have a 2018 Ford Edge and only have about 20,000 miles on it. But uh, back in March, I had a crack in the windshield, and and uh, so I had the windshield replaced, and it was uh, everything worked fine for about a day or two, and then my wipers st- 
started acting up and, and uh, they'd kind of get hung up in, uh, when op- when they were operating and they'd, and they'd even cross each other. Um, and so I went back to the, uh, the glass company that changed it and they rechecked everything and they even put on another set of blades and, and, uh, but the same thing happened again a few days, de- a few days later, unless it's really pouring down rain, uh, like an, inter- an intermittent rain, it won't, they would have problems. And, uh, and I ended up, uh, even went to the Ford dealership and had them change there and, and uh, so now I'm back to the glass company again, and I said uh, nothing, never had any of these issues until, you know, I had the windshield replaced. And, and uh, but now they're talking about changing the motors for each, I, apparently each wiper blade has a motor, uh, changing the motors out because the blades are a little bit lo- looser than they should be. But it, it just seems kind of crazy so, with all this going on. So real quick, usually when you have to replace the windshield, you need to remove the wiper arms. To gain access because the, you know the wipers are laying on the windshield, right? So you got to take them yep. off. And yep. um, we tend to, when you reinstall those wiper arms, it's on a splined piece, and then you have a nut that holds it in place. Maybe there's an issue with the spline part of it, you know. So maybe you need to have some go one step further, not just the blades, but remove those arms and see what that what that looks like, you know. See if there's a, a some, some wear, maybe that, that cone-shaped piece that the wiper arm pushes down onto, maybe how sometime, some way that got disturbed. So I, I think if we go one step further, you might have some more clues to what's going on there. And, you know, I'm sorry, brand-new car, new windshield for obvious reasons, and then you're having some problems like this. But I think mm-hmm. if you go back to the dealership maybe and say, hey, here's what's happening, kind of write down the timeline from so they can see it with you, and maybe they, they'll go one step further and get you all fixed up. Okay. There you go, Tom. Uh, Texter sending you, forgive me because I'm going to have to translate this a little bit. There's a few typos here. But in a, in any way, it's, it's an 08 Ford Taurus. And I assume he is saying, or she, my son was on his way to work. Uh, it slowed down. The car would not go over 40. The engine revved to 7,000 RPM. Then there was a big jerk, revved it again, and then it quit. I don't know if that you can help that person out or not. If I so, are you sure it's misspelling, or are they using that short text language that none of us can understand? No, it's not that. I wish they would have. <laughs> I can't follow that. No, my wife will say, "I'm like, you need to use words." I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't full follow. sentences. Full or sentences. Or Ian, for yeah. sure. My six-year-old, he sends yeah. these like three or four letters put together. And he supposed, knows. Supposed to know what that means. Uh, well, that situation, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, revving the engine that high, don't do that. Um, you know, it's it sounds like it may be. It was slipping. You know, back to a similar concern before here with the transmission. You know, if the engine's revving, the car's not going, there's a disconnect. So my my, my best assumption is that there's something going on with that transmission. That vintage, you know, if it's low on fluid, it could slip. That one has a dipstick. You know, get, you know, you probably don't have the owner's manual, but you can definitely Google the procedure to check that fluid. Uh, check the fluid. And if it's low, add some. You know, that, that might be creating your whole problem there. So... Easy step that, you know, a person with a little information can uh, probably take that first step. All right. Now, I'm not sure if this is doable. Uh, it's a 2014 Honda CRV. The question is, what can I do to improve the ride of my 2014 CRV? Uh, I mean, can you change things like Shia? Yeah, I assume you want to do what the manufacturer put on it. Yeah, I know. You're not going to, I mean, you, you can adjust tire pressures a little bit. The door placard will have a tire pressure recommendation, which oftentimes I feel is a little bit lower than it should be. Read that placard. Maybe adjust it down to that. Don't go lower than that, but go to what the door placard says. It'll say at cold temperatures. So first thing in the morning, 
adjust it to that and see how the ride is. You can rotate the tires. Maybe you're getting a little uneven wear to it, which gives it that little cupping to it, which kind of gives you – it's not so much a bad ride, but that sensation. There's a little bit of a humming or – there's you know a lot of times with cars now, we have noises that become feels. And even though it's not really a feel, you get rid of the noise and it's all better. So rotate the tires, try changing the pressures, and see where that gets you. All right. A couple of things to think about. Uh, let's see. Turning – this is from Tom from Lakeville. Turning 70, need to get my last new SUV midsize. What do you think is the best, well, best one to last 10 to 15 years and be able to go 150,000 miles? You're turning with. 70, you worked your whole life, go buy that Lamborghini SUV. <laughs> it's only $200,000. You can't take the money with you. The kids won't need it. Uh, no, in half seriousness, what do you like? Go, you know, Don't make the list too long. Make that list of three or four. You know, maybe you've been a Chevy guy or a Ford guy or a Toyota guy or whatever it might be. But get that short list and then find a, another one and go drive a couple. See what you like. You know, I mean, uh, talk to your friends, your neighbors. Somebody's had a good experience with a person at a dealership. You know, the dealerships have changed a lot. That you know, you don't. There's not so much of that negotiating. They're a little more easy to work with. So I think if you get the short list of the ones that you like, go drive a couple of them. And like I said, worst case, just go buy that Lamborghini. It'll That'll suit you just fine. I suggest they go to Maplewood Toyota. But that's just me. Had a lot of luck with them. They've done really good for us. Uh, Our shop truck is from there. Dan's truck is from there. And, um, you know, Rory works out there. He's a great guy. We've we've had a lot of luck. So if you're a Toyota guy, it's a good place to go. Um, I had to just mention that. Of course, you know I did. I know you did. All right. Uh, There were some suggestions there. Those are suggestions. Text and I know we have, uh, what, a minute to go, maybe a fast one. A 2008 uh, Chevy Cobalt, five-speed, not quite as snappy as it used to be when shifting, accelerating, 108,000 miles on it. What should I have checked out to remedy this? Maintenance. Usually when things just change a little bit, like, hey, it used to seem like it was better, you know, and a lot of vehicles still have a fuel filter that's replaceable, spark plugs, air filters, throttle body cleanings, transmission services, driveline fluids. You know, you look at that owner's manual, there's... And especially around 100,000 miles, there's a series of things that are called for as maintenance. Now, not any one of them make a huge change, but you start to pick away at these things, and you start to notice that your car is a little happier, a little fresher, Yeah, um, and it responds better, handles better, so probably needs a little maintenance. Well, speaking of maintenance, if you need uh, some help, you guys are open today, right? I'll be there after I leave here? Just a few a few minutes, and you're open until noon, I believe. That's correct. All right. How do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's? We're at 651 651- Two two eight one three one six. Excellent. Have a good week. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks very much. Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.